<laughs> okay, think of your mind as the house and your ears as the doors and windows. I'm going to come as Nick Knowles and buff up your rooms and excite your entrances. Welcome to Thacknology, the world of me, Dave Thackeray. Every day I'm trawling the web and world for ideas and inspiration to make your life a little more lavish. More often than not, it's just a plain old fun factory highlighting things to make us smarter, speedier and smileier. Don't forget to leave me a message if you want something, anything discussed, regaled on Thacknology. I'm Dave Thackeray, I'm a writer, I like a microphone, but more importantly, I love to hear what you think. So get in, stick around, if only to keep me company, and remember, it can only get better from here. Thanks for being you, and for us, welcome to Team Thacknology. Hey, this is Stevie Batiche from Microsoft, and you're listening to Talknology. Hi. It's been absolutely forever. We're probably talking several months since we got together and I'm glad we found each other again. It's a new year, it's not the first of the new year so don't worry this isn't a new year's resolution that's about to go wrong, it hasn't already. But I'm really glad it's a new year, I'm really glad that 2022 has come around, I'm glad that we're starting to see sense about Covid, I'm glad that there are some minds much smarter than mine in their specialist areas that have deduced exactly what's happening and where we need to go next. I love the idea that we're finally coming to terms with the fact that we can't inoculate the world's population twice, three, four times a year forever. These are all good beats of the drum. But today, I had my own little discovery. And while it's not on the same stage as figuring out a disease that has gripped the globe for nigh on two years, it's something that's as important to me and certainly more enduring than a pandemic. And... It's this whole concept swirling around lifelong learning. I wrote about it today. Check it out if you're listening to this around the 4th of January 2022. Because it'll be the latest post. And it's all about... Essentially, square pegs in round holes. And I realised that there's a lot of people... I mean, you know, we go on about the fact that we're unique. We are individual. We all consist of a totally different set of trillions of atoms. So therefore, how can we possibly be even similar? 
But when it comes to our attitudes, our values, our philosophies, why we're here, what we stand for, and how we're going to get there. I think broadly, we can classify ourselves in two different bins. One being the specialist and the other being the generalist. And I've talked about this before, regurgitated it, and it's funny, as I talk about the fact that I am reciting essentially a hymn that's not dissimilar to one that I've chanted in the past, it makes me realise how true what I'm about to share with you is. And let me just set the scene. I've never been even remotely academically inclined. So primary school were probably my most inspiring years of education. And I think that's because our teachers between the age of 7 and 11 here in the UK are hired to give us as wide an understanding of the world at a very basic level as they possibly can. And I know these days, because I work as a creative copywriter currently, and what that involves is writing about things that happen around us in a very salesy fashion to cajole, inspire, motivate, persuade, influence. And one thing I've noted from some of the writings that I've conjured for education providers, especially primary schools, is how they like to boast when they have connections with secondary schools, because through those relationships, they're able to bring primary school pupils access to specialist teachers. And the idea of having a specialist teacher in French or music or maths is a real string to a primary school's bow. So the very idea that at primary school you are given breadth rather than depth resonates with me. And it all starts making sense. And this is very much on the fly and thinking this through while we're chatting. And it explains why of all of my years of education, my most treasured are those in my most formative years. Okay. I struggled through options at year nine, which is the age of 14, in the English education system of the past, of the dim and distant past. And it wasn't even year nine, it was third year. We decided what we wanted to do for the next two years. Actually, that was a pretty firm determinant of what we would study beyond secondary school. 
because we would ordinarily, unless we were going to a technical college, and again, I've worked for a technical college, so I know that there is great differentiation between those who wish to pursue a more academically directed future at sixth form or at college than those who want to move into a more technical vocational route as a mechanic, as an engineer, as a chef, as a marine biologist, and so on. Struggled with my options because I wasn't really enjoying any subject at any great length, although I confess that I was a big fan of IT. I loved IT, and I loved modern languages, which is why I ended up doing French and Spanish at A-level. And together with general studies, those were the only A-levels that I passed. Let's not talk about economics, although funny how these things come around is that I nowadays enjoy the study of economics. It's reading a fantastic book at the moment about economics through the lens of COVID-19 takes us back to the very beginning of this podcast. Uh, If I can remember what the book is called, I will share it with you. Shared with me by Tyler Cohen of Conversations with Tyler, also a man that's heavily involved with Marginal Revolution, which is a fantastic news outlet for anyone interested in the study of value. So... I've got to the end of my secondary school and I am all at sea. I am too surrounded by clever kids and too proud to go to technical college to learn a trade at the time. We're talking about 1990 right now. I don't think the record books go back that far. And I didn't really want to go to sixth form because the world of academia never inspired me. So I'm at a real crossroads at the age of 16. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to go left, follow my friends, or go right and do the right thing and go to technical college. But at that tender age, at that most influenced of ages, and thank heavens that I didn't have to deal with the challenges and machinations of Instagram back then, but I felt more inclined to follow the herd. And I guess if I'm true to myself, I've regretted that decision ever since. And when I did work at Blackpool and the Fylde College for a couple of years, and I saw all the kids who were coming in and learning hairdressing or beauty or travel and tourism or casino anything with a very specific career path or even the t-levels of today that are just remarkable and combining some academic and mostly vocational pursuits i think it's a remarkable opportunity for young people so i made the wrong decision in the strictly sensible sense and when you get to the end of sixth form the natural inclination is to go to university so university i went to failed tried again lasted two years and then got hired as a trainee journalist so 
I was lucky. Inadvertently, I had been found by the career that has served me well until today. But I've always had this nagging sense of underachievement, of lacking confidence in my own abilities because I've always been that square peg. I've never been able to prove myself academically. I've never achieved anything that would approximate a qualification of significance. The qualifications that I'm most proud of are my journalism NVQ and my leadership and management qualification. But by and large, nothing's been there. And this is where I think I'm going to reward you for your patience in indulging me to share with you a nugget of my never-to-be-written autobiography. Over the Christmas break, I spent a lot of time digging into Coursera and what used to be edX, trying to find a course that would help this square peg find a corresponding four-sided hole. And I couldn't. After all these years, I still couldn't. 47 years old and I still haven't got an interest that would sail me through a course of any significance. And it was then I returned in my head to an article that I wrote a long time ago about how the world needs more generalists that if you're ultimately going to become a specialist then your path is well trodden to a degree now you may well meander from that path if you're going into a specialism that didn't exist until recently and there are a lot of those if you're going to be a data scientist then you don't have many forebears you don't have many contemporaries you have to forge your own path but the ways to get you beyond the basics are well trod but what if you're not a specialist what if you're a generalist what is the syllabus what's the curriculum of the generalist how are you rewarded in more than a spiritual sense for the time and the sweat that you've invested into becoming a technician of the general. Generalists feel to me a little bit like how lefties were viewed by the right-handed majority back in the day and A little like we say that you can't be left-brained or right-brained. We have both and we use both to varying degrees throughout the day. 
I think you can specialise in a general sense. But there's no urge to intensify in any specific discipline because what us generalists have that is in common with the specialist is an ability to connect the dots but where specialists do that in a more deep sense they have already fallen down the rabbit hole and use the metaphor or the analogy whichever one it is I constantly get these two wrong creeping sense of unease here but think about the horse ploughing a field with blinkers on the horse gets very good at ploughing that field but if a sparrow was ever to land on a tree more than even 20 degrees from where that horse is looking to the front he won't see that sparrow he won't see what's happening in that tree and he won't see when that sparrow flies away harking the changing of the weather or the changing of the season that could ultimately ruin the field that that horse is ploughing. Bit of a deviation there, but really this little podcast was to essentially ruminate on this idea that generalists matter as much as specialists and today it may be that they matter more. It may be that they act on a mentoring or counselling level for the specialist where the specialist doesn't have an answer because they only have a limited amount of peripheral vision beyond their focus. They need people who can offer ideas and inspiration and experiences and context that spans multiple communities of practice. This whole idea of consilience, the interpretation of humanities using science and vice versa, is hugely important. And we only need to look at the jobs of the future report by the WTO to see that nobody, not even our first three trillion dollar company Apple knows what's around the corner, knows what's going to be needed by the economy. They can make a very good guess, but they don't know for sure, which is where the generalist comes in, the constantly curious, reading articles, listening to podcasts, reading books with no obvious connection to one another, to surface ideas that a person that they've lived with all their lives wouldn't even dream of making the connection to. Between two vectors or data points or nodes, 
two disparate nodes, there is only a handful of people in the world who could ever see a connection between those two points. And this is where the generalist comes in and where the generalist is so important. I'm really excited where this goes and I'm really excited about serendipity. I'm really excited about happenstance. I'm excited about taking the wrong route, getting a lucky break. I'm just really excited about where this goes next and how us generalists need to continue doing exactly what we're doing and not fear the future and not fear that we are not nourishing ourselves or the wider world simply because we don't have a trade to call our own. We're all needed, we are all desired, sought after, we're all humans trying to be more so and I think by being a generalist we're also learning exactly that, how to be more human how to seek out the boundaries and dare I say go beyond them because I think that's what makes us truly the explorers, the inventors, the creators and the challenges that this world so dearly needs. So thanks for that, 20 minutes, amazing how time flies when you're uh, chatting and I appreciate you, I appreciate you stopping by and listening and I hope we get the chance to come back again and I'd really like to talk to other generalists about their journey so if you know one if you are one tweet me at dave thackeray or drop me a line dave at wordandmouth.com and let's chat thrash through this crazy world together because i know it's exciting and i know we need to do this more so happy new year have the greatest year ever make 2022 the one that last year and the year before should have been but better and we'll catch up soon Dave Thackeray over and out Thank you.